Just the last hymn is 108 in the Trinity. Good morning. Good to see you all again this morning on this beautiful autumn morning. Did you notice the color change in our maple there? Some leaves on the ground. One second here to get I'll get organized. <clears throat> no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. 1 Corinthians 10.13 Studies in the Confession uh, taught by Jared in the, here in the auditorium, 9.30. That's a class for, uh, it's the adult class and also for new members. Uh, we're going through uh, the 1689 Confession. Choir rehearsal. Are you ready? I heard a funny sound when I said that. <laughs> Choir rehearsal begins tonight at 5. Uh, welcome to all people who like to sing. Uh, our evening study tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, we'll be in starting John 15 uh, this evening. And you'll see the note there on food and pop. Bible study Tuesday, 10 a.m. at the McLeods. Prayer meeting Wednesday at 7. Uh, you'll see there the note uh, regarding Samaritan's Purse. Mission conference, 
October 14th and 15th. That gives you a little less than a month now. Um, so coming up quick. Dean Birch has, uh, is going to be our speaker. And you'll see the note there if you would like to uh, go through the close. And that's upstairs in that corner back there. All right. The oh yes, the the boxes here in the foyer. Again, anything you can use, help yourself. Hand cream bottles. Pregnancy Resource Center <coughs> volunteer training class. If you are interested in serving in a ministry that has potential to touch lives for eternity, the Pregnancy Resource Center presently has openings for women to serve as peer counselors and office assistants. The attendance totaling 22 hours of class is needed to qualify for the volunteer service. <coughs> volunteer training to be held September 25th, 27th, 29th, and October 2nd and 4th. Um, and you know where the resource center is. It gives the phone number here. Uh, I don't know if there's another one of these posted. I'll try to remember to post this on the help board right out there. Uh, so it was kind of a lot of information on dates and things. But uh, anyway, the, the call is going out. They need help at the Pregnancy Center. Uh, if you are willing, able, um, take a look at this and maybe um, give them a call at this phone number. All right. Anything else this morning? I'll direct you to the scripture for meditation, James 1, read verses 12 through 21.
Let's stand and open our service in prayer. Ken, can I ask you to open for us today? Almighty God, uh, Father, we come before you as uh, we are a needful people. We all have needs. But our desire is also to be a thankful people. We have much to be thankful for. We give thanks for your love and for your mercy, for your blessings. We give thanks for the Lord Jesus Christ and for what he has done for us at Calvary. Amen. Shedding of his blood for our redemption. Father, we ask your blessing on us here this morning as we gather in his name for praise and worship. Our desire is to be uh, blessed from you through your word, to be encouraged, to be strengthened. Be with Fred this morning as he brings forth that message that it indeed would be a blessing to us. We pray for this church, help us to grow together in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, and help us to grow together in unity. Unity in the faith and unity in, in the doctrine. Unity in our love for him. Continue blessings for this church the outreach, supply the spiritual needs, financial needs of this church. We gather in love to you. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Take your brown hymnals. Turn to page 405 in your brown hymnal, 
favorite hymn this week? Oh, Diane. Same book? 522, the same book. We have a reason this morning. Okay. Amen. reading this morning is 1 Corinthians, and we'll be in chapter 10, and we'll read verses 1 through 14 together. Verse 
If you'll stand with me, we'll read together. First Corinthians 10, 1 to 14. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers, that our forefathers were all under a cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food, drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered all over the desert. Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, got up to indulge in pagan revelation, and they should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. In the one day, 23,000 of them died. We should not be tested the Lord, but some of them did, and they were killed by snakes. And do not grumble as some of them did. They were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages will come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you do not fall. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will provide a way so that you can stand up under it. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. Take your red hymnal. <clears throat> and turn to 546. 
Our scripture text this morning is 1 Corinthians chapter 10. As we come to our study, let's ask the Lord's presence. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the songs we've been able to sing to you today. It's true that all the glory in Emmanuel land is you. We read in the Revelation, there's not even a sun there, S-U-N. There's no sun there because the Son of God, S-O-N, provides all the light that needs to be in heaven. Wow. Nor, normally have not thought of the beauty of Christ in that sense. But to glow with the Shekinah glory that comes from God, wow. What a marvelous place. We pray that you will bless us as we begin a new series, Believers Under Trial. And we do believe we are under trial in many, from many different directions. And as we work through this in the in today and in the weeks to come, we are asking for the presence of your Holy Spirit to be our teacher, to indeed send an outpouring of his grace to us, that we might speak not only with boldness but with understanding, and that we might hear with understanding. And Lord, we live in difficult times, and it's not just us as believers, but the world is in bad, bad straits. You've predicted it all. It's in the scriptures. It's not a surprise to us, but that doesn't make it any less hurtful or unnerving 
we are just able to interpret better because you have spelled it out for us. But it's coming, and judgment is coming. The hatred of the world is an escalation against you and your people. And I pray that you will give us your grace and your mercy to live daily lives that testify of Jesus Christ. Honor and glorify yourself, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Today I want to begin a new series entitled Believers Under Trial. I've been thinking about this for some time as I observe our congregations struggle with various bumps in the road, such as health issues, spiritual anxiety, family tension, sometimes financial tension, certainly death of a loved one, the uncertainty of the age in which we live and the fate of our nation as more and more inroads are being made in political circles by the left and conservative values of the right are discarded as being archaic and no longer relevant. We are godly souls by the grace of God but nonetheless souls in distress because of the uncertainty of our future. We fret when we should pray in faith for God's intervention. We're also impatient souls, wanting corrections and cures now, not later. And if you please, God, no adverse circumstances that interrupt our lives and add to our already stressful existence. I use the word soul to describe the very essence of a person. May I say it this way, the real you, the real me, the person who is more than material. When we talk about getting to the soul of a matter, we're talking about getting to the heart of an issue and not simply peripheral chit-chat. In Christianity, the soul is referenced as distinct from the body when a person dies because the curse of God on sinful Adam, by the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Genesis 3, verse 19. God is talking here about the material substance of Adam. It's made out of dirt. It's going to go back to dirt. But we also read, The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. King James Version says he became a living soul. Genesis 2 verse 7. The word for soul here is a Hebrew word, nefesh. It means breath, inner life, the real you. And so when I use the word soul, I am addressing more than just physical pain or physical discomfort. All of us have these. I also am talking about the kind of things that bring emotional and spiritual pain such as anxiety and fear 
and frustrations, worry, dread, apprehension, regrets, the inability to make decisions, paranoia, on and on and on. And yes, we all experience these too. So you got the physical aspect of your being and you got the soul aspect of your being. Now what are the sources for our hurt? Well, some of the hurt we experience in these areas